Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Good morning from my home to yours. It is about, we are coming into week one of the changes that have occurred in most of our lives due to the coronavirus. It's Monday morning. A week ago this week, we were, most of us were at school still trying to gather up papers and have meetings and post lesson plans and communicate the virtual learning plan to to all of our students and families. We're now a week where we have all been um, quarantined and social distanced and and stayed away from each other. We're in good we're in good company. Um, all 50 states have closed some schools and 46 states have closed all schools. That translates to 121,000 public and private schools closed across the US. 54.5 million of the 56.6 million students in the US alone are closed or have been closed. Worldwide, half a billion students are out of school and in their homes. In Arkansas, we're closed until April 17th, at which point this situation is going to be evaluated again. Yesterday, the governor said that if people would engage in social distancing, and what he means by that is just go to the store for necessities like once a week, work from home, don't go to church, gyms, or other events that have more than 10 people, don't go to restaurants except for to go, you know, drive through or or pick up. If everyone would do that, then he believes we can begin to move forward in about eight weeks. And if not, it will be worse. The worst case scenario, or the, I guess not worst case scenario, maybe the hoped for scenario for Arkansas is a peak of a thousand people in hospitals. And that's not the same thousand people every single day, but a peak where Consistently, we have about a thousand people in the hospital due to this. Mm. That's what they're making plans for. Right now, 165 people have tested positive for the coronavirus as of this morning in the state mm-hmm. of Arkansas. And they believe that number is going to continue to jump as it has jumped every single day. They've said this is the largest single day jump. And then the next day they'll say this is the largest single day jump that Arkansas has had. And it's because they're they're able to test more people. And so the more they test, the more they find that people are positive. So it's... um. You know, it's a interesting. It's an interesting season. People are um, not really sure of what's going to happen next. The governor is not definitely saying we'll go back to school on April seventeenth. In fact, he's saying we'll evaluate. But his worst case scenario, um, or his hopeful scenario, is that we can, if we all stay away from each other and stay away from stores, we can be back to begin life normally again, or or make the beginning steps of that in eight weeks. And if we don't. Mm-hmm social distance and we don't do those things, then we won't be able to do that in eight weeks. And so we're looking at an extended time with our, our families. Um, we are in a, it's a unique pandemic and the pandemic response is kind of unique in that, uh, approximately half a billion children worldwide and all children in Arkansas are home with only their families to, to hang out with and to talk to. And so we wanted to share a little bit today um, from our home what that process has been like for us. And I have Clay Newcomb joining me. Hello, everybody. Clay Newcomb is my husband, and he's joining me today um, as my husband to That's right. to just talk about what this process has looked like for our family and um, kind of a few lessons that we have learned week one of this. And our hopes are that we could encourage you and, and that we could help each other as we all try to navigate family life 
in the context of this new normal. So I would say I'll just I'll just jump in and just talk a little bit about what this process has been like for us. I think that there have been stages to this for me. Um, stage one was just move to swift action. There was a lot that had to be done at Prism with you know short notice to trans you know transfer the school to a um, a full a full-time virtual school mm-hmm. for everyone, especially for the really... Which was a massive undertaking. It actually was. It uh, appeared to be a massive undertaking from my perspective. Yeah, it was. Because you, there were, we were training teachers and we were trying to have a common schedule. You know, we don't always all have to collaborate so much, but there was a lot of, of trying to partner with each other, um, really trying to think about the parents who had no notice as well and try to figure out a situation to keep kids connected and... Um, yeah, just we wanted a really solid test run that first week because we weren't quite sure of what what was going to happen. So there was this swift action that had to be taken for Prism. Um, our I was really fortunate to have grocery shopped <laughs> mm-hmm. that weekend, and um, and so but still there was there were needs that we had just for a family. We had to get some groceries. We had to get some some food. I I mean really Prism takes care of like two thirds of our meals every day. And, and so we had to get that kind of stuff. So there was, you know, the, just the, the quick action that had to be taken. And I feel like a lot of people experience this judging by the number of people who were at the grocery store. I saw, you know, we all saw just crazy sites of the grocery store being emptied out. And I know some of that was probably people overbuying and overreacting and stockpiling when they really shouldn't have. But I also think some of it is none of us were prepared to have our kids home for two weeks and we all had to go get food for our kids for that two weeks. Um, And so, you know, parents don't. uh, I just wish kids didn't eat so much. Yeah, they do eat a lot. That's, whoo, they eat a lot. That's what. Hey, can I say something? Yeah. I I thought it was, uh, you know, the the preparation of Prism going online and virtual. Mm -hmm. I I thought that it was pretty, uh, pretty noteworthy that you guys already had a virtual campus in another state. Yeah. And so you were somewhat prepared. Yeah, we had ideas for sure. You knew you knew yeah. the technology, you knew yeah. how it worked, you knew our kids knew the technology. To me the biggest the thing I would think about would be like, what is the real level of engagement and actual transfer of knowledge through a computer screen as opposed to right. in-class learning. Right. And that's something you guys would have already known. Yeah. And yeah. your kids would be familiar with. Yeah. That was actually... So it's a jump start. Yeah. I felt like Prism had, had a jump start for a couple of reasons. One, because of that. And because we'd already received some feedback from uh, the, the people from the Virtual Academy uh, in Arizona and in Canada for the last two years. Also, uh, we're smaller. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have the a higher percentage of people just willing to do whatever. We're smaller. And when we came into that room on the Thursday before where we knew the governor hadn't closed the schools yet, but we knew it was coming. We just called an emergency mm-hmm. meeting on Thursday before the schools shut down and before the governor's announcement. And we just said, let's all talk. And in that room, I, you know, sometimes you see things from my perspective that I wish everybody could see. I just said, hey, let's, we were talking through what would happen. And I said, you know, we do have some, some capacity here that maybe not everyone else has in that we've had some exposure to virtual learning before we were planning to go block schedule, which is more uh, after spring break, which is more project-based, but we just said, let's, let's just, you know, do our very best. Let's, let's make this a wonderful experience for the kids. Let's Mm -hmm. make this a true source of support for the families. And the energy in that room was so strong. Just every single teacher in there was 
just had a big yes. Yeah. And it was, it was really, I got to sit in on some classes. I saw Miss Jane Ann running a class, you know, that my kids weren't a part of. I heard all my kids' classes and I really was just touched by how hard the teachers worked and, Mm -hmm. and so grateful that we didn't have a lot of resistance coming from teachers who were scared of new technology or scared of, um, are not putting their whole heart into it. Right. What families experience at prison. Yeah. That kind of off topic, but definitely I think the teachers were pretty amazing last week and they did a whole lot of work. Uh, and I'm really grateful for them. Back to grocery shopping. Back to grocery shopping. So swift action. And I think there was even a sense of where we enjoyed the novelty for just a second. Like this was, there were a couple days on the farm that first school assembly, I think, is like a moment that will go down in my life history where we all met on Facebook. And I didn't know that I'd be able to see kids live. I didn't, I just didn't know that, that that was a thing I'd be able to see. And it was just really precious to connect with everyone and to see people coming in from across the U.S. and to see people coming in who are part of our local prism community and just connecting with each other on there. That was really precious. And so there was even a moment where you just kind of enjoyed the novelty of this situation. And then I think on Thursday when the governor said, you know, we're closing down schools till April 17th, it was, uh, and then we're going to reevaluate. You kind of, I could tell the next day talking to people that people were getting the sense of, hey, this is going to last a while. This is not like a, this is not Christmas break. This is not a holiday vacation where we're doing fun connectivity activities. Like this is actually going to be the new normal. And I think for me over the weekend when the activity died down a little bit and on Friday when the activity died down a little bit, there was just a little sense of like not being settled, not... Mm -hmm realizing there's not going to be a routine for the next couple months. Um, I'm not going to be able to gauge productivity. We don't really have a solid awareness. Just no one really knows what's going to happen with this. And so there's Mm -hmm. no way to chart, you know, make a a track forward. And I think I felt really unsettled inside of that, to be real honest. And um, there was a part, you know, I didn't like break down, but there was definitely a part of me when I woke up on the weekend, it was just like, I didn't feel settled. And for me, that I have one response to that that feeling. And uh, I went on a walk. I guess it was Thursday afternoon. Oh, I was. Oh, you said walk. I was going to say clean the house. No. I would think no. that would be your response. I do like a clean house. Um, but my, I actually went on a walk and prayed and, uh, and just kind of in, stayed there. I, I, had, I went on a walk on Thursday afternoon and really started praying on Friday, prayed a lot. Saturday morning, just woke up over the weekend, just really had to really get connect with the Lord in a whole new way for me of what I don't, I understand this feeling of being unsettled inside and I, I want to resolve and I want to respond to this situation in a productive way for me, for prism, for my family, for, you know, and just, just do what's, do what's Mm -hmm. right. And so, um, I felt like over the weekend we had a little bit of a wake up call truly to the opportunity that this is. And it, it, it came through being unsettled at first and having a, a response to that unsettling that I felt like really illuminated for us the pathway forward as a family. And, uh, and that's, that's what I want to, I really wanted to talk about. Clay, what I think that this experience has been kind of different for you. You work from home. Um, that is not new for you. You just have yeah. new, new coworkers and colleagues who are a little louder yeah. than the dogs. Yeah, no. So for me, I do I do work from not actually inside of right. my home, but from our you know my office is on our property, mm-hmm. and so the schedule disruption has not been really that significant. Which you know, there's probably a there's probably some percentage of fathers whose 
work has not been interrupted. Mm -hmm. That meaning maybe they're still going to work just like normal. Mm -hmm. Their families are staying home. Uh, or, or wives the same way, either either spouse. But for me, the only thing has been, yeah, that all you guys are here now <laughs> all day long. And so, um, but my job is is fairly flexible. So it's, it's not been a, a massive disruption to, to work. Right. Um, what I've been learning how to do and how to focus on is like, what is the what is the the highest level of benefit for our family inside of this situation? Right. From a perspective that God is sovereign over the earth. I mean, this is a negative situation, but we know that God uses negative stuff constantly. That's the way he does does stuff oftentimes Mm -hmm. to, to bring about his purpose into even into individual families and individual people. Right. And so I've been trying to say what is, what about this is is God trying to speak to me as a father in terms of engagement with the kids engagement with uh, with my family yeah and um and yeah do you want me to go into yeah I mean I think that one of the, I let me just say we uh if you it, it's always nice on a podcast if at the end you could summarize your your five tips or your five lessons learned or whatever in a numerical order this is gonna be this whole situation's a little bit unstructured. And so this will be a little less structured, but I think what you're describing and and I want you to elaborate more on it is the big thing that we've seen is this is a wonderful opportunity to make new connections with our family and to make connecting with the family a priority. So we would say, you know, the weekend awakening for us was, this is a great opportunity. Maybe, maybe never again in our lives will we be forced, forced, government ordered to stay home with our kids. Right. And and we also know that for parents with families that, you know, the time that you have with your kids is really such a small period right. of time. And so for us to all be here together, yeah. you know, we, we, we don't have these social band-aids or social coping mechanisms that we might usually have that would distract us from real human engagement. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's what I've seen that, that we have tried as parents to, yeah. to dis, dismember inside of our family. Yeah. Like, we can't just wake up and have the TV going all the time, which we've Correct. never done, right? Ever, but, but it's, it's almost excused in this. Yeah, season. inside of this, it's like, well, we're here so much. Maybe it's okay to bend the rules for this. Yeah, and uh, basically, and- there 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 are social coping mechanisms that people institute into relationship relationships so that you really don't have to deal with some of the. The issues. Yeah, I can give an example. I, I'm not on Facebook a lot. Like I'm on Facebook during the normal weeks to just put post up for Prism if I'm the one posting that day or whatever. But what, what I've noticed last week is that, you know, you kind of wanted to know what was going on. And so you'd get a notification on your phone and it would be like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, check out Miss Lin- Miss Linda has the best. I just want to give a plug for Miss Linda's Facebook page. She posts the most hilarious memes. So I found myself like <laughs> taking pictures of Miss Linda's memes and sending them to to Clay or to whoever. And um, you, you, almost it was like this vortex that you could go down that I would never allow myself to do during a typical typical mm-hmm. work week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself even on social media more than the TV or news outlets kind of it was easier to get sucked into that vortex. And I had to make a decision. I'm going to plug my phone in and only check those sites once or twice a day. Once, mm-hmm. I mean, I did want to hear the governor's address every day because I felt like new information 
that affected us was being released every day. But so I checked it at the daytime and then that was it. Actually, I, I had to make a decision. We're not going to keep, I'm not going to be fixated on this. I'm not going to let this be a distraction in this time. Yeah. But I think having the TV on, that was one of the things we talked to the kids about. Yeah. And, and whatever that distraction would be, whether it be screen time for your kids or, or whatever it would be. And, and we're not saying that we've totally, outlawed those things but we're just governing them inside this scenario and what i've seen is that i've been i mean this isn't it's not i mean the whole point of this quarantine or the whole idea of it is it's not normal to just be at home all day with your family which Mm -hmm. sounds odd that that's not normal Mm because families are together Mm -hmm. but we're usually not together this much i've been amazed at the number of really great conversations that I've had with the kids that weren't scripted. They weren't fabricated, but they just took place simply because we were together. And it doesn't mean that we're just sitting on a, sitting in the living room, just like staring at each other blankly until something (laughs) happens. But it's just, we're just doing stuff like we're, we're cooking, we're working outside, we're, uh, you know, and the kids are going off and doing their work and I'm going off and doing my work. garden. (laughs) Yeah. I, I can I can tell you interactions with each of the indiv- individual kids that were just like really good. Productive might be the wrong word because some of them maybe were just even quote unquote frivolous, but just good relational yeah. conversations that we've had because of this. And that's kind of what I want to lean into and yeah. personally not lean back onto uh, some type of, uh, you know, coping mechanism for whatever. Right. So... Lesson learned number one, this is a great opportunity to make connections to the family a priority. A couple of concrete examples. It will have helped if you've been building this before now. Yeah, it will. But if not, let this be a hard reset. Yeah. It will have helped if you've already been doing that. But if not, it's a great opportunity for a hard reset for our families. Um, We've been, Clay and I have been waking up having coffee before the kids are up because they get to sleep in a little bit. And that's been a real powerful time just for our marriage, just to have like, just uninterrupted conversations and undistracted mm-hmm. conversations. We we're keeping the TV screens off. I'm kind of a chatty Kathy in the morning. He is Clay is a morning person in a way that I am not. And so I'm a great listener <laughs> every morning. I just need somebody to listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't uh, we, care if they hear me. Yeah. So also we turn it's off the joke. screens until the evening. Um, we're eating together. We've, we've been making breakfast cause we've got more time to do that. Uh, trying to be active together. Not all of our kids like going outside. Not all of them like exercising. Certainly not all of them like working in a garden, but we've kind of put some forced activity in place. We're, we're making the kids uh, read at least one book. Yeah. Yeah. Like full book over the next few weeks. Over the ne- Yeah. Yeah. And we told them we'd get them one, whatever they wanted, but having some structured time just to read and be quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then for me, keeping my phone put up and no... Just, just knowing, um, it's not my phone, you know, obviously I'm still on my computer. I have to work, but there's just a discipline in my mind. There's a rule in my mind that I've made that I'm not going to get sucked into. For me, it's the news. I recognize that's not everybody. News and Miss Linda's memes. Um, mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. two things can't get sucked you know, into I, it. I, I think it, it, it might, should be noted that social media actually can be a, a good tool to stay connected Truth. during this time. Absolutely. So we're not anti-social media. As evidenced by our we're, morning show. We are for governed social media. Exactly. Because yeah. it, it is easy inside of unusual circumstances to just get sucked into it. Yeah. 
And I think all of us that have social media would be prone yeah. to that. Yeah. So we're not, we're using it uh, to stay connected to people. To be chased by roosters in the to morning. Be, not mm-hmm. to be governed by it, but to govern it. Right, right. And then the next thing that I've learned is that for this is an opportunity for to just learn how to communicate better with each other. Uh, there was a situation last week. I think that families are under some new types of pressures. It's hard. I saw one of my friends schedule and she's working from home, but she has a meeting every single 45 minutes, a new meeting starts that she has to be professional and in, you know, on, on just like a normal day on a, on a zoom conference. And so that's tough because she's also got her kids at home. So it's not like Do you a think holiday. she's like wearing like dress slacks and stuff. Well, what we say at prism is uh, business up top party on the bottom. So, so she's probably wearing like pajama yeah, pants. I've seen tons of pictures of our students in pajama pants and suits and ties up at the top. It's been pretty funny, especially on professional day. Um, but I would say mm. for me last week, there's, there are new pressures for families. It's not, it's different than Christmas break where no one really expects you to, to do a lot of work. Cause I know that bosses are expecting their fam, their their parents who are home with their kids to do a lot of work. So we've had to learn how to navigate that. And last week, particularly on Thursday, I I was feeling a lot of pressure because we had a big report. I had a big report that was due. I had a big, uh, you know, we have our kids downstairs. We had a couple extra people because of just some life circumstances for some of our friends. And um, so we had a couple extra kids down and it just felt a little, it was hard to concentrate in that space. And, and I, I realized I hadn't told Clay that I had not, he was out in the office. I was upstairs feeling distracted, and I hadn't mentioned to him, hey, I need some help today. The kids need help today. I feel a little bit stressed. And so I just called him and said, hey, I just want to communicate. It's I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting what I need done right now. Is there any way you could come in and just sort of oversee and and not necessarily sit here the whole time, but just make sure the kids get fed, make sure they clean up after themselves, make sure they're on track to start their afternoon classes. And he did. There was no issue with it. And I realized I'm going to have to learn how to be more. I work with people and we have kind of structures of how we work together in an office. And I know I can tell Rachel to do this and I can tell Lindsay to do this. And we have these meetings at this time and this time and this time to to navigate things. We're going to have to build some of those communication structures in our home. And I think it's an opportunity for families to have a hard reset between spouses and even between parents and kids. These are my responsibilities today. I'm going to need you to be independent during this time, not not to spouses, but to kids saying things like that, parents helping each other navigate the meetings, navigate the work responsibilities while different, while each of you takes on a different load. And I think that that's a real opportunity, again, for us to have, just have better marriages and have better communication inside of our marriage. Communication is the grease that makes everything work. And I saw, I saw myself, I, I wasn't communicating with Clay at, in a way that would have helped me. And the second I did, it opened up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't begrudging. He wasn't difficult. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll come in. And uh, I was grateful. And that's, a, that's yeah. a good point because it could have been, you know, right now is not the time to lean into personal preference. Yeah. You know, inside of a time of crisis. Right. Like, I mean, even if you think about going back to the 1940s with the war rations of World War II that I right. heard my grandparents talk yeah. about. Yeah. It was when you had to have, you know, stamps to go get a certain amount of sugar, right. or a certain amount of flour. Right. And, like, crisis is a time to give. Yeah. Crisis is a time for sacrifice. And, and that's what I'm yeah. doing inside of me. Yeah. So, like, you called me and told me that, like, you know, it was you know, I calibrated myself for that. And, yeah. uh, and so 
Now is not the time to lean into personal preference, but right. it's the time to sacrifice yeah. for your family. Yeah. And you know what? We see all these nice posts on Facebook about the community coming together. God forbid we post ways to help elderly and to go shopping for people and to be nice to people that we don't know, but we don't help our own family. Right. And that I don't know why, but it is easy for people to do that. It's for very people easy. to help total strangers more than they help the yeah. people they live yeah. with. And and hey, that brings a great yeah. point back to marriage relationships. Yeah. Like the the foundational architecture of any family is gonna be a husband and wife. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be that relationship. So we have to we have to you know in 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 families that are built that way. Mm-hmm. Um and if you and I have this like really frictionful right. relationship, our family, the downstream effect of that will be friction inside yeah. of our family. Yes. And so it's a great time for marriages to begin Truth. to be worked out and for personal preferences to be put aside, real communication to happen, and ultimately for marriages to be built. Because we can't just pretend to have this good relationship and hope that our family is going to be safe and happy yeah. inside of this quarantine. Like, right. So that's a focal point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think communication is a part of that. What you were talking about, about not having really strong personal preferences. I am just having to learn. This is one of those situations where every morning you wake up and you say, I'm just going to do what needs to get done. I'm going to, I mean, there's a whole lot that has to be reevaluated. And I think it really is, if we walk through it right, we can come out of the situation with really strong habits of 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 things that will help build our families for you know forever. Um, I want us to say the last thing you talked about the foundational architecture of being the marriage, but I also want to encourage parents to tip or, or not tip, but lesson three: set expectations for your kids. I want to just talk to especially the prison parents right now. You know what? I have about five disciplinary, Lindsay and I together, probably five to eight disciplinary interactions that we have to handle every week. That, uh, And that's with you know just under 200 kids. We just aren't constantly dealing with kids who don't do what we say, <laughs> who, who don't respect the rules, who refuse to do work. That's not a common occurrence. And so if when these kiddos go home, they are pushing against you, they're complaining, they're, they're refusing to do work, they're being difficult. I want you to know that's not typical. That's not, uh, prison scholars are diligent and they are self-governed and they, and, and I think that sometimes just like parents can fall into and adults can fall into patterns of, of being nicer to other people than their own family. So can kids. And I think it's really important for families. Maybe you've not built the best structures in your home for handling crisis or for working together or for, um, being, you know, having high expectations for your kids. This is a season where you can. This the best way to do that is to set an expectation and make sure you follow up and mm-hmm. you enforce it. And this is a season where you are home with your kids all day long and you have an opportunity to build respect where it hasn't been before. And so I really want to encourage families, your kids know how to follow follow good leaders. They know how to follow people who will hold them accountable. They know how to respond show restraint in their responses and do things even when they don't want to do it. They can do their schoolwork even when they don't want to do it. I promise they can unload the dishwasher 
even when they don't want to unload it. And it's okay to give them consequences. It's okay to withhold privileges until they do those things. This should be a time where your kids are learning they're part of the family community just as much as they're part of PRISM's community. And they have a responsibility to, to that community to make it run effectively, to make it run smoothly. And so you can tell them, as Misty said, but you you use this as an opportunity, parents, to build those that structure in your home too. And you have to model it first. You truly do. Uh, but but please use this as an opportunity to to get the same sort of um, just peace in your home that we have at the school. And and it's a it really is a great opportunity to set some higher expectations for our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last. I really want to encourage families to stay connected to other people. We have this morning meeting and we're going to keep having it on spring break. I think we're going to move it back to 9 a.m. We didn't this morning just because um, just because we didn't. But I think we're going to move it back to 9 a.m. so that kids and families can sleep in. But we're going to meet every morning. It's been a, just a really precious tool for our community to connect to each other and to be. Um, we, we go on Facebook Live. We visit my chickens. We talk. We um you know, sometimes we cook, we do different things, but I think it's a great tool just for the community to come together once a day and talk to each other. The kids are on there talking to each other, commenting to each other, doing things like that. I encourage you set up Zoom play dates between your kids. I saw um, two of our little first grade girls playing math wars, like they actually had these flashcards and they were playing a game of of math wars with each other over Zoom. I've seen kids have play dates and put Legos together and just have the Zoom meeting up. Obviously not as effective for kids who are still involved in parallel play, like three-year-olds who don't really enjoy working with others. But for the older kids, I think it is a really fun a fun thing. And, and I encourage families, don't get stuck in your head. Don't get stuck in your own house. Uh, obviously, you're physically stuck in your own house. But reach out to each other. Call each other. You've got each other's phone numbers. Just, I found... I was kind of, I had a puzzle that I was trying to work out and it really weighed on me this weekend with the virtual schooling as we're making plans for, for next, uh, next week. Coming I thought back. you were building a real puzzle. No, no, no. About. I didn't have an actual puzzle. I had a head puzzle and it really was weighing on me because there were some difficult situations that I just could not get navigated around. And I just got on the phone and called Lindsay and she was working through her own puzzles. And you know what? I don't know if I came out of the meeting knowing anything new. Like we, we did kind of get the best case scenario resolved that, that we think we can do in this season. But it wasn't like anything that happened on that phone call was new information that I gained. But just talking to someone about it, it just, I felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders and just having mm-hmm. a conversation with someone about it. So so reach out to others. Teach your kids to reach out to, to others. We are people who live in community and we recognize the importance. We were not meant to walk through things independently. And so walk with your families, walk with each other, be a support to each other in this season. Call your parents, call your grandparents. Uh, We've called classmates. We've interacted. We've had FaceTime conversations. I know the older kids are setting up their own Zoom meetings. I think it's just great. Just don't, don't get, don't get isolated in this season. And for some of you, that's going to be real hard because you maybe don't find it easy to build relationships and to connect to people when you can see them flesh to, you know, face to face and, Mm -hmm. and, and flesh to flesh, but, but do it, do it in this season, build, build relationships with each other. So let me summarize one lesson learned, make connection to the family a priority Two, learn to communicate better and hold your own preferences less. Three, Set expectations for your kids. Four, stay connected to others and facilitate your children building with others as well. Nuke, you got any other lessons that we learned? That sums it up. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So 
once again, we're wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your filthy hands. <laughs> <laughs> quit breathing on people. Uh, yeah, I do think it's it is important that we also play our civic duty to stay home and uh, and and to you know do what we need to do to help prevent this thing from getting worse than it already is and that it's already going to be. We all have a role in that. You know, in closing, this idea of civic duty, I think is pretty new to our kids. Mm-hmm. Like we've never really had a scenario in their lifetime where we've where we've done things. Now we've we've for sure done things for the good of our community. Community. Our school community. For our schools, our for church. our churches. Mm-hmm. But we've never really done anything that felt like we were doing something for the good of like People we don't know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we, we talked to the kids about that uh, yesterday, just about how, yeah. hey, this is, you know, we, we're not making a frivolous trip to the store mm-hmm. for the good of the community. Right. For the and good of I think that's good. Yeah. And we had a big conversation with all your kids about that as well before school let out that this is, it's time for us to play play a role and, and that part of their civic duty was to help their parents. So mm-hmm. I can't say enough. Expect high, good things of your kids. They expect have high expectations for them. They can meet those expectations. It's a season where we rise and we shine and we do good things in our home when no one else is watching, when no one else knows. And that's that's what integrity is all about. So I really want to encourage you guys. They're going to be hearing that message more from us as as we unfold the new the new virtual academy and and we really want to be partners in helping build our kids in this season. So we love you guys. We're praying for you. We're 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 praying for all of our neighbors, and we just, we trust that good things are going to come out of this, that this is not, uh, this is not just bad, but this has an opportunity, there's an opportunity in this for good things to come out of it for each of your homes, and I really hope it does that. So have a great week. We'll be in touch about virtual schooling programs and different things that will be happening after spring break. Check your emails and have a great week. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.